Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And today, you are going to feel the light with my guest, Miss Danielle, formerly known as Danny Star from the radio. She is incredible fun. We talk about a lot of things from postpartum to how to deal with losing a baby, which is really, really tough for a lot of people out there. But most importantly, we're going to talk about how to live your authentic life. And she is going to give you the power to continue to thrive. Get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say it again. What's up? better than Oprah. Come on, y'all. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I just want to start out with saying thank you so much for just using the words hope and joy when we spoke a little bit ago because mm-hmm. I have literally been through the ringer in my life and I'm at a point where I'm just like you know what I don't got time for all that over there I already Come know on. what it's like I already know what divisiveness <laughs> is like I already know how to argue I grew up in the hood like I already know how to fight let's bring some some positivity and love to the world. So let me just ask you, I'm going to ask you a straight up question. All right. What was the catalyst for you to be like, you know what? Like, I can't. Like, I can't just talk about the the negative anymore. Buckle up, Sean, because you are not ready. Um, It was a transformation, I think. It started back in... 2011. I know that's crazy, right? So it's been a decade long of like really getting to my, oh, I don't care. No, I won't do the negativity. I won't do the toxicity. If I'm not, if I'm going to put something out into the world, it better be meaningful. It bet like I've learned to think before I speak because I don't want to harm anyone. Right. And intention and impact are different. You can have the best intentions in the world, but the way that that's going to land to somebody else. And we're all walking around the world looking through different lenses. Right. And so I try really hard to unlearn some of the things I've been taught. Right. Mm. Because so many of those things were packaged by society and the people who raised us. And we don't believe all those things. So I've spent the last decade literally just stripping away these things that were given to me that 
I realized didn't belong to me. And that has been my catalyst has been transformation. I didn't want to stay the same, which is Mm. let me tell you something. And I know I don't have to tell you this, but in the black community, sometimes that's tough. Right. Because people are like, oh, you too good for us now. No, you can come too. come on. Let me me tell you something. (laughs) Back in the day, you know, when I first lost a lot of weight, like it was like frowned upon in my community and my family it's like or even when i see some black women lose weight in our community sometimes people like oh she's too skinny now and i'm like wait a minute why are we focusing on wow that person is healthy now and you know it is what it is you can continue i just wanted to co-sign on exactly no i love the co-sign you know i think it was just like i started to really understand projection also and when Mm. people are sad or when people aren't feeling good about themselves, the easiest thing to do is to pick somebody else apart. So when I started seeing that in myself, Sean, when I started to realize that, why why am I focused on what she's doing, what he's doing, what they're doing, what this and that? I'm like, what I need to do is turn all that. I got so many, so many opinions on everybody else. What I need to do is turn those opinions into myself and figure out that part. That, right. How what what is it that's triggering me in the way these people are living their lives? Maybe it's something that I want, something that I'm looking for, something that I need. And it was I was looking for freedom. I was really, really critical of people who were freely speaking their mind. I was really critical of people who just were like walking in their truth because I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. I wanted to walk in my truth, live my life and because I'm so accepting of other people and I want them to show up that way, why the hell was I not setting that standard for myself, right? Oh, I got a question for you, though. Go ahead. I I got a question for you because I Mm -hmm. I believe that this is where we could actually help the people who are still doing that. So Mm -hmm. knowing that you were doing that, knowing that you were in a a way hating on people who were living their best lives, who were like living in their truth, living in their joy, showing out in their positivity – what was that thing about you? Because I think there are a lot of people that are doing that and they feel really good about, you know, talking about other people, shaming other people, finding a reason, you know, whatever. Why were you doing that? I think that's the the real question. Why were you like not accepting of that person showing their excitement and joy in their lives? I was miserable. I was in a loveless marriage. All right. It lacked intimacy. I, you ain't ready, Sean. I'm telling you, buckle up. Look, You're not hold ready. on. You know that song by Sweetie? Tap, tap, tap in. I'm a strap, strap, strap. <laughs> you got a strap, strap, strap. Let me tell you something. I was in a, I was in a loveless mar- marriage. Um, I thought having our second baby was going to save everything. It didn't. I had went through three bouts of postpartum depression, but only have two kids, so that means I had a loss. Okay. Mm. Then. Um, you know, it was just, it was like life change, life altering change after change. I, I went through a lot of loss. I was in uh, an extremely abusive work partnership, not even like a domestic violence thing, but I was in a abusive work relationship. And it, I spent, Sean, I spent 17 years in media. I was making six figures and I walked away and gave it all up to become a teacher because it was killing me. And when you are miserable, when you are miserable, when you are making everybody else money, when you're, when you're, when you're a black woman in an, uh, a male-dominated industry, in a white male-dominated industry, you are taking abuse constantly, right? And so I realized the reason why I was picking everybody apart is because I was miserable. And so what did I have to do? Going back to one of them episodes, one of them beautiful episodes of yours, I had to pick my heart, 
right? I had to choose my heart. And what I did was I sat there and I said, yeah, these six figures is nice. It's really helping out my family. And also nobody survives if mom doesn't survive. I got two baby girls. So I had to choose me over six figures. And let me tell you this teaching, I love teaching, but teaching got me a little broke out here, Sean. Okay. <laughs> but it was worth it because it was the heart I needed. I chose a different, I, Robert Frost is my favorite uh, poet. He's always talking about the road less traveled, you know, and I stood there and the mm. two roads diverged in a wood and I chose the one less traveled and it has made all the difference. I chose my heart and my heart didn't look like a lot of other people's, but Oh my goodness. I am living in my truth. I'm walking authentically. I don't care what anybody else has going on because I'm cheering for everybody. And yes. it's not toxic because at the end of the day, I go through hard stuff. I done been through everything, but at the end of the day, what I go through and what happens to me has nothing to do with how I treat other people. I get to choose that response, right? I get to, no matter what happens to me, no matter what people throw at me, no matter what they say about me, no matter what they do to me, I choose love, Sean. I choose love. And you can't take that away. You can take away anything. You can take away my 17-year career in media. You can take away a baby, right? I had a baby that I lost. You can take away all those things. But what you cannot take away is my power to choose how I respond. And I choose hard and I always choose love. So like, that's just, that's where, what it is for me. The power of a choice. And I'm so happy that you are so vocal about all of the tough things that have happened and your ability to choose. Because the one thing that we do have in life is everyone has is the ability to choose. And, you know, we all go through hard things. We all have incredibly hard things happen to us. And in no way, shape or form am I saying like, you should pull up or you should, you know, it's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but how are you going to choose to go through this? And I, I love that you are choosing to go through it with a positive attitude because, yes, making making dollars in a career that you set out, I'm sure you went to school to do, and mm-hmm. you have this incredible career, and having to leave it l- less money. Now you're raising two girls. The marriage is no longer. All of these things that you celebrated at one point have just come crashing down. You're making different puzzle pieces into a new picture, okay? Listen, you, okay, see, now you're talking my language because somebody was like, did you feel broken? I said, yeah, but have you ever seen a mosaic? You put all them pieces back together. You put all them pieces back together. So don't call me broken because I was broken. People were like, oh, I'm so sorry about my divorce. I said, uh-uh, you better tell me congratulations. This is a celebration, Okay, this is a celebration. Let me tell you, yo, let me tell you something. So I've been like almost knocked out a few times when friends have come to me and they would say, you know, I broke up with I broke up my spouse. I broke up my boyfriend. I broke up. I got I'm getting a divorce. And the first thing out of my mouth is congratulations. Come on. Look at me like I was absolutely crazy. I'm like, listen, one or two things is happening. Either he don't want to be with you or she don't want to be with you or you don't want to be with her or him. And that means that there is no magnetic connection, which means you are always going to be in a fight of some sort if one of you, if y'all stay together. So congratulations. The road's going to be hard, but you're going to push through. Absolutely. And you know what? Sometimes when you make those hard decisions, you're actually freeing up the space to let more beautiful things come into your life. Because let me tell you about this man I got these days who loves me. I want to give it all. Listen, he is the partner of all partners. He is the best bonus dad to my children. And shout out to my ex too, because we all co-parenting together. We were not supposed to be together romantically, but he rides for me and my kids. And so that's nice, you know, but you have to, 
you have to decide. And a lot of times I think people get stuck in choosing, um, people get stuck in choosing survival. And I get that. Okay. Cause I've had to survive my whole life. I get that. But at some point we're not just here to survive. We are here to live and we are here to thrive and we're here to heal. And we are, it is our given right to be happy, right? It is like, it is a birthright. You're, I don't know what everybody believes. Okay. I don't care what everybody believes, but if you believe in something, I'm willing to bet you don't believe that whoever, whatever created you wanted you to just live in vain and live sad and miserable. And no, all of this is for something. It has to be, at least that's what I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe that at the end of all this trauma and craziness that I have been through, I am going to believe that I'm going to be better because that's what I choose to believe. I'm going to, I can't, I got to be better because of all the things I've been through, right? You got to be better. And that's what I choose to believe. And, and so be it. Like, if I'm going to believe that I'm going to keep aiming towards that, I'm going to be better. I'm choosing to be better every single day. It's interesting because a lot of times just thinking of like confrontation, you know, my husband always says, you love confrontation. And I said, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm like, I just know what it feels like to be on the other side. Like, why am I going to sit in silence when I can rejoice in great things that have happened on the other side? You know, absolutely. And so I just love that you have taken really tough things and found a way to be like, listen, I'm going to get to the other side. Yeah, it's going to be a really tough time, but I'm about to roll through. All right. So I have a I have a question and this might be okay. a little tough. It might be a little on the spot, but it seems like you like a little on the spot. Something on, something or others. So, like, there's a lot of people out there listening right now. And I think it's about myself when I'm giving some sort of inspiration that says, well, you're already on the other side. Like, of course you can celebrate now. Of course you can have joy. There is somebody listening right now that is literally like, well, what are the steps? Like, what are the steps (laughs) that you actually took to actually go through the communication of your marriage to, to, to say, you know, this is not right for us to leave that amazing career to Mm -hmm. choose to go into teaching, knowing that you're not going to make the same amount of money all the way to getting into podcasting. Like how, what are those steps? Because someone out there needs to know that first step because they feel weak. They feel absolutely. Uh, Well, the first thing is, is you're not weak. Um, I will, I will name that. Like we are not, we are a strong people. The the human spirit is incredible and we will always bounce back, right? Like we are such an incredible species. What I will say is this, the first thing you can do for you is to let go of what other people think. Because so often when we're stuck in situations, it's not because we want to be stuck there. It's because we're worried about what our mama might say if we walk away, what our daddy might say. My best friend, she got a big mouth. She's so opinionated. My auntie's con auntie's uncle's friend Kevin he wants to know about this and that like no you need to to turn all that outward little chitty chat out and tune into you what is going to make you happy what is taking away from your spirit right you gotta you gotta check in with self we always checking in with other people I'm constantly checking in on my family. I got five brothers, Sean. I don't know how I survived, but I do, right? So I'm constantly reaching out to these five boys in my life, men now. But how you doing? Sometimes you got to turn everybody off and you got to check in on you. You have to ask yourself, what's in my life that uh, is keeping me happy? What in my life can I eliminate? What is bringing me drama, trauma, pain? Also, (laughs) and this is the hard part. What role do I play in it? Because accountability, if you don't take accountability for your actions, you have to ask, 
what role do I play in it, right? Yeah, I spent 17 years in a career that was eating the life away from me, killing my spirit on the daily, but what role did I play in it, right? I kept showing up. There were many reasons, but I have to take, I have to hold some accountability. I had to escape from that and nobody could make me escape but me. So while you're in it Mm. and it feels like the end of the world, the truth is the end of the world is only if you stay, right? And I'm not talking about abuse. Like sometimes there, there are so many different things that people have to stay in situations for. But if you are somewhere and you know that it is harming you, you better at least have an escape plan. If you don't have, if you can't leave just yet, whether that be a job, a relationship, any type of partnership that is harming you, any type of anything, whether if you don't have an escape plan, but you know it's harming you, then you ain't ready. You got to get ready. And you have to check in with yourself all the time. I'm so happy that you were able to explain that. And especially your process, because everyone's process is different. You know, we could talk to someone mm-hmm. else and they have a different thing. But the reason why I wanted to ask that is because these next couple subjects I want to talk about are a little bit tough. And I want people yeah. to really be able to internalize and digest what you say in a way that they understand how, in some way, how you went through it. So first, I want to talk about the career that you were in as a black woman in a white Oof. male dominated society uh, or white male dominated career mm-hmm. in society. And, and so society. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, because that's really tough and we see movies. I'm not sure if you've seen the movie bombshell, which was obviously not, wasn't a black woman, but you know, I'm sure a lot of those similar things happen in terms of like someone trying to take your power you know, oh, wow. you down, push you down. So what was the step-by-step process that you were able to, number one, continue to try and thrive? And then, you know, how did you go about maneuvering your way through that incredible maze of <sighs> staying connected to yourself and finding out who you are as you're going through that? I got to tell you, Sean, it was one of the hardest things I ever went to. I started at 19 years old in radio um, mm-hmm. and I didn't I originally, I I followed this boy to college, right? Was, I was in love. I was excited. I followed this boy to college. He broke up with me. It was a bad idea, but followed his ass to college. And then he was like, nope, I don't want to be your man anymore. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I went home from college trying to figure out who I was, wound up in a nightclub one night, met one of the the local radio personalities. His name was Danny K. I was 19 years old. I had always went by Danielle and he asked me in the club who I was. And I said, Danny, and he said, what's your last name? I said, born to be a star. Danny Star, that's me. I didn't even know where it came from, okay? It just came out. And so lo and behold, Danny Star was born. She was this 19-year-old little girl with all these dreams. I spent eight years in Minneapolis doing morning radio, moved out to D.C. I was syndicated all over the country. I was the face of the TLC network. You still probably, if you, if you watch the TLC network or you, you know, you watching all the, the date shows or the little people or the big people or anything in between, I usually pop up and try to sell you something, but, um, <laughs> legit, but you know, it was this, I was excited. I was working so hard. I came from nothing, North Minneapolis. I, you know, I had to, I worked two jobs during high school to pay for high school. I paid my way through college, did it all. And so when I got to DC, and I was on the biggest morning show, one of the biggest morning shows in the country. I felt like I made it. I was like, oh, I did it. Look at you work so hard. And then I realized, oh, no, this ain't it. Because they wanted me there for culture, but then corrected my culture constantly. Right. Oh. I was constantly corrected. There were English lessons given. I have a whole degree. I am in a, my master's program right now. I am a highly educated person. But I like to speak how I speak. 
because that's how I grew up in culture. And if we're going to talk about letting people live their authentic, authentic lives, why the hell are you correcting me? You know what the hell I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And so I was constantly corrected. I was completely overworked, very much underpaid. I was literally subjected to abuse all the time. I was called by my uh, white male counterpart often to be reminded that I could be working at a fast food restaurant, to be reminded that I'm the breadwinner of my family. And if I were you, I wouldn't do anything to jeopardize that. I was backed into corners, treated horrifically. The things that were said to when he would call to talk to me about the show, he would ask me to put my kids away. Can you put your kids away? I'm like, my kids are not animals. I'm not about to kennel my kids. Okay. And they would tell me to, you know, ramp up my black girl or tone my black girl down. And I'm just like in this position where I try to push back like I'm a damn character. And I've been myself the whole time. Like, I don't want to have to pretend this is who I am. And you literally hired me to be me. And now people are loving me and they're liking me and they're accepting me. But your white male co-host is insecure now. And now, mm. well, this isn't the Danny show. This is this show. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, like, when I win, we all win because that was my mentality. But lo and behold, in this industry, they it is not a safe place for women in general. But as a black woman in media, the things that I have, I, I have PTSD. I walked away from a lot of money with a sick kid. My baby's chronically sick. I walked away from a lot of money with a chronically sick kid because I had to choose my heart, right? And it was either sanity or give it all up and you will no longer exist because it was literally killing my spirit. And I wasn't for it anymore. And also, I wasn't in a place where I could freely speak my mind and silencing me was something I knew would kill me. I knew it would kill me. So the only choice was you got to walk away so that you can say whatever the hell you want. Because because I'm I always speak the truth. I'm not lying. Like, it's the truth. This is what happened to me. And yet you are you're willing to pay me hundreds of thousand dollars to be quiet about my abuse. Then, you know, it's wrong. Then, you know, it's wrong or you wouldn't be trying to cover it up. So, you know, at the end of the day, I walked away and it was the most difficult thing that I've ever done. But I, I believe in quitting. I believe in quitting a marriage that doesn't serve you. I believe in quitting a job. If it is um, breaking your spirit, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, people don't quit. Who don't listen to them. Some things you're not meant to quit. Don't quit parenting. Okay, be show up for your kids all the time. You got to really show up to parenting. Right. I'm never going to (laughs) quit that job. It is a job that I participated in that I want that I'm going to keep for life. And even when it's hard as hell, it it is because my nine year old is tripping these days, Sean. But even when it's hard, I still show up. But a job that's sucking the life out of you. No. No, thank you. A relationship where you have to question your worth. Mm-mm. Bye. For what? For what? I'm not doing it anymore and I'll never do it again. And I and I if anyone needs permission, I hate when people feel like they need permission. If anyone needs permission, you don't. But if you do, go ahead and run. Quit. Run away from the things that are it's- harming you and hurt. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast. And up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
affecting you? It's so wild in a really good way because literally my next question to you was going to be, what about those people who feel like they're quitting if they walk away? And I love how you gave people the permission to quit because... You know, for people out there who are listening, if something's not serving you, if you're waking Mm. up every single day and you're feeling like you can't even find a moment of joy to put a smile on your face and it's really because of outside sources, then you need to literally clear your plate and find some healthy, healthy friends, a healthy job to help push you forward. The next thing I want to talk about is is really tough. So my husband and I went through five years of fertility to try and have kids. Mm-hmm. We suffered, um, you know, a miscarriage before, actually a couple, a lot of like really trying times. And because you are so vocal and you have such a powerful voice and you've done a lot of work to really Mm -hmm. trust and believe in yourself. I really want to take this opportunity to talk about your postpartum because a lot of people don't understand that. And a lot of people hear postpartum truly a lot because before I knew what postpartum was like, I was just like, Oh my goodness, this person is stressed or they don't understand the depths of what postpartum really is. So one, can you really explain to people out there, um, what postpartum is because there may be some women out there who are going through it and they just don't know don't even know how to name it, it is. absolutely and then, you know just kind of like talk through that and and you know transparently if you will speak absolutely that because i think it will help a lot of people i sure will so i have uh two children on earth one in heaven and i experience postpartum depression and anxiety um so it's postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety which i like to call postpartum depression's evil stepsister um you know a lot of women afterwards have something that people refer to as the baby blues and that's just like your hormones are kind of going crazy you just had a baby things are trying to settle and 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 that will settle at some point for a person with postpartum depression postpartum anxiety postpartum psychosis that is not going to settle that is going to get worse it can um cause paranoia it can cause um complete delusion it it, it is literally a min- the number one complication of childbirth people don't know that a mental maternal health issue after childbirth is the number one most common complication of childbirth. So it's very, it's not rare. People just, you know, we've been so terrible here in America talking about mental health and the stigma and all these things. It's not actually as rare as people think. People just aren't really talking about it. So my third time, which I believe probably was my worst time, um, I wound up in the mental maternal health ward at um, UNC. So I was in North Carolina. I had to fly into North Carolina. I literally was in a mental maternal health ward because when I lost my child, um, my body was supposed to do all the work and it didn't. So I wound up having emergency DNC. And once they stripped the rest of those hormones, my body doesn't do well with hormone in, in the fluctuation anyway. It, it was maybe 24 hours and I got to tell you, Sean, like I'm a person, I had two babies that were alive and well, I had a partner who loved the hell out of me. And at my worst moment, I was sitting in a parking garage and I remember staring at the cement wall and thinking, I, I can't do this anymore. Like what is like, this isn't because the unhealthy mind is a liar. 
It will tell you all the lies, right? And I didn't know that because when you have your unhealthy mind just feeding you things, in your mind, it feels like your healthy mind because nothing has shifted for you, but the unhealthy mind is a liar. It was telling me that my kids would be better off without me. My partner would be better off without me. All this, you know, delusional things that were never real and in and, and my healthy mind would never believe that. But here I am sitting in the parking lot, staring at a cement wall thinking, okay, I'm going to back up and I'm just going to drive straight into this wall. And that's it. And I had kids in my right, healthy mind. I would never leave my kids for anything. But that is what mental health is. And that is where postpartum depression and anxiety can lead you because it takes away all the truth that ever existed. It takes away everything. It strips you of any type of logic thinking. And the next thing you know, you'd be better off somewhere else. And everybody that you know and love would be better off without you. And sometimes you're planning your own funeral in your head or you're planning the funeral of all the people you love because your mind is just doing really illogical things. And I am so thankful for the time I spent in the hospital and the amazing nurses and um, doctors that I worked with and just, you know, kind of understanding how I was going to get out of it. And that's why when I tell people you really can survive a lot of things. And that's why when I talk about the human spirit being so beautiful, it's because I've lost a child and I lost my father at 53 years old in the beginning of this pandemic. You can't really hurt me anymore, right? Like you can give me little things, but I have survived things that I never thought I could survive. And so one of the biggest things is to remind people if whatever you're going through, postpartum depression, anxiety, any of those things, when you're in a space where it's so hard to imagine something different, one thing I like to come back to is think of your most awful day, the hardest day. You survived it. You didn't die. You have lived through all of your worst days. And if you can remember that, even with the insanity, even with some of the delusion, if you can hold truth to I have survived all of my hardest days. I, Sean, I survived losing a child and I survived my dad dying at 53. Like, what the hell? I have survived all of my hardest days and I will continue to survive all of my hardest days if I can cling to that. When it comes to postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, I don't think people know. I don't think they understand, but I beg them to do the research and to, if you know a, uh, a, per a person in your life who is carrying a baby and like check on them because afterwards all the attention shifts to the children. And this mother has gone through this immense trauma. It's a trauma. Like, it's a beautiful gift to bring to the world, but it is a trauma. Your mind, your body, everything has shifted and gone through something. And people just expect women, and especially black women, to just, come on, get back, get back at it. And it's just not possible. And so we have to show women and we have to show people more compassion all the way around. But a person who has just given life, who's just created life, everything about who they were, everything about what they believed has just shifted because how could it not? And we need to hold space for that transition. You don't just become a mom or a, a dad or a parent and all of a sudden you're just like, oh, I got this down. You will be in a transition for the next 18 years <laughs> and every day can gets you, a little harder. Can you just, just to finish that up, because it, it's, you said it beautifully, I think, to really help people understand that they're not alone out there. Mm -hmm. um, I always think that people, while they may be afraid why they should still reach out for help or still go into the mental health ward if they have to yeah. or talk to their doctor. Because I think the embarrassment is so like, you know, a guy, you know, we're like, Oh, I can oh, do this. I yeah. feel, you know, but 
I feel like with women, like you said, when they give birth, they they are a superhero because they just brought a life into the world and they want to feel strong and powerful and I want to take care of my kid, my new baby, and 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 ones that I have. And they have this fear of, you know, maybe they're going to abandon their responsibility because they're afraid to take care of themselves if they go get help mentally. So, you know, how did you, how did you let yourself say, you know what, I'm okay to do this. And like, what are some things that women can do to say, you know what, it is okay for me to go and get help. Oh my goodness. I think we have to start treating ourselves the way we treat the people we care about the most. So think about the people in your life that you love so much, right? For me, obviously it's my partner, it's my kids, it's my students. You know, I'm a teacher, my students. I would never see my student struggling, see my child struggling, see my partner struggling and think, oh, you're going to be all right. Just get through that. I would do whatever it takes to help my partner, my child, whoever, someone I love, I would be pushing them. So why do we allow ourselves to get to a breaking point Why do we allow ourselves to pick ourselves apart when we would never? A a friend of mine comes to me and she's like, oh, my God, I look awful in this dress. I would never be like, yeah, girl, you look crazy. Right now, granted, I'm a good friend. So I would say, like, maybe we want to try a different one if it's not the right one. Right. But that's the point is you are going to pour love into the people that you love. Right. You're not picking Mm -hmm. people apart. You have to shift your mind to also be your own best friend. If you were, my mom said this all the time growing up, God bless mama Kathy. She said, if you're going to be your own biggest critic, you also better be your own biggest fan. And I'm going to add to that. If you're going to pick yourself apart, if you are going to love on everybody around you, you better at least know how to advocate for yourself. Right. And so I would say you have to advocate. And I know that it's okay to be scared. You know, one of my favorite things to teach our little first graders is the social emotional learning piece. You get to feel your feelings. You get to be terrified, horrified, scared. You get to have all those feelings. But don't get stuck. Don't get stuck because then you're Mm -hmm. stuck in that feeling and that feeling will continue. It will continue. And so you get to be scared. Be scared. But don't get stuck. And advocate for yourself. The problem is we got adults walking around. We got 45, 55, 65-year-olds walking around who still don't know how to advocate. They don't know how to ask for what they need. We have to, and as a parent, I got I got a nine-year-old and a six-year-old. Let me tell you the negotiation that happens in this house because I allow my children, right, to advocate for themselves. Uh, Mom, I'm advocating for my needs, but I have to. You know why? Because I don't want my baby to be 32 years old having a baby and she's going through postpartum and she doesn't know how to advocate. She doesn't know how to say something's wrong or she's Mm -hmm. too terrified. We have to create that culture of error. We have to let people know it's okay to be vulnerable. And honestly, at the end of the day, people like you, Sean, and people like me who are trying to lead by example, who are modeling it are really what's going to make that shift. Because when people see it, when they see it modeled, it's what we do with our kids, right? We model the behavior we want to see. We might mo- like, I want you to advocate for your needs. Exactly. So I want you to see mommy advocating for her needs. I want you to be in a loving relationship. So I want you to see daddy loving on me. So even when my kids are closing their eyes, ew, don't kiss me. I'm like, nope, you're going to see this love <laughs> because it's going to normalize it for you. So we just have to normalize all these exactly. taboo things, normalize the embarrassment. None of this is embarrassing. You know, what's embarrassing living the rest of your life in fear, living the rest of your life, not getting to be the authentic version of you. That's what's embarrassing. 
So we're going to let all that go. And we are going to we are going to commit to not self-abandoning and we are going to commit to advocating for our needs. And we get to do that. I love it. All right. Thank you so much for that. Speaking of shifts and advocating for your needs and being an authentic self, I'm going we're going to go into something a little different. I don't I never really think I did this on Trust and Believe before, but you know what? You talked about a lot of things you inspired a lot of people. Yay. You have talked about the the depths of struggle and how yeah. you got through. But I need people to really get a gist of this little personality you got cuz let me tell you <laughs> you're a real one. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. You, you are a real one. So let's just talk about some hot topics. Let's have yes, a little fun. Okay? Yes, please. Oh, bring me, ah. bring me to all the fun. I was like, I was like, look at Shanti living his best life. He's dancing with Lizzo on the gram. And today he's hanging with Miss Danielle. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get into it. Speaking of, let's talk about dancing, TikTok. Let's talk about social media, like in a yeah. good way. Because we all, we can all find the, the craziness with social media. But all right, what's your favorite social media platform? I love Instagram, but probably because I'm old. So like, I, and I know you're not going to think I'm old, but like in, in this old body, I feel like I'm only 36. So I feel young and I have a young spirit, but like this body has been through it. Right. And I just can't keep up with the, you know, like I be trying to, but TikTok is, I feel like I can only go down one rabbit hole. So I'm in Instagram. I love it. I get to post a picture. I can do a little video or anything, but TikTok gets me confused. So I feel as though I probably should get on the TikTok and and try it out, but I get scared that I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole, and I can I, I'm already lost in the Instagram rabbit hole, so I'm trying to keep my sanity. But I do so like the why, gram. So who's your favorite TikToker? My favorite TikToker, oh my goodness! Actually, it's this lady with ADHD. I forget. You know what? Name. That's the wrong answer. It was supposed to be me. You know what? <laughs> Interview over. I'm, because I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> favorite on the gram is, and I already told you. You are my absolute favorite on the ground. When you did the booky, booky, boo, oh my God, I was, I must have watched it a hundred times. Finally, Jeff, that's my partner, he rolled over in bed. He was like, can you please push Shanti away? I was like, I'm sorry. Let me just, <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But no, I, you totally are kidding. my favorite Who's grammar, favorite? though. Or, you are my favorite on the gram. Um, it's this lady with ADHD um, because with the way this brain is set up, I need all the tips, right? And so I got to, I got diagnosed as an adult with inattentive ADHD, and this woman has given me all the life hacks, and you know I have to in order to get my laundry done or get my things done without getting distracted. She's got all these timers, and she's just fantastic. And so I like looking at things that are going to help me make my life a little less complicated and a little more smooth sailing. Because when I walked away from media Sean this is the, the, the crazy part it was like I was like yes I'm walking away from media nothing's gonna stop me I was like ready and then this brain was like Mm-mm, girl not the way your ADHD is set up so being in media was so chaotic and crazy my mind was easy to just like float in there but being a teacher and having a set schedule and having to do documents I was like wait executive functioning skills what are those and so she's really helping me out, this lady on TikTok. I Wait, love her. She's, is it, she's my friend. Is it Shalene Johnson? Oh, no. I know Shalene. I turbo jammed for oh, years. Okay. You know I love Shalene. Why she ADHD? Yeah, she's been talking about it a lot lately. So See? you should check out her Instagram and her TikTok. Yes. Yes, I love Shalene. Shalene actually yeah. is who brought me to you because I was turbo jamming back in the day, too. And I you got know, that connected. That was my first Beachbody program. Oh, uh, no. Turbo jam. 
Shalene is my one. Okay. Right? She's the best. I love her. She got she's so spunky and full of spirit. I love her. And then she led me to you. So, you know, I'm a I'm I'm beach body all day. I mean I love it. Come on paper, not 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 yet, but I'll get there. <laughs> hey. Look, you got to be where you are. You got to accept Listen. where you are to get where you want to go. Listen, so I know you that's just the... live and thrive. You, we talked about thriving earlier. Thrive in you at this very moment. Do you hear me? Yeah, I do. And I want to see that bookie, bookie, boo from you. No, nope, um, nope, no, no bookie, boo went over here. I'm going to leave that to you, but I will. Bookie, uh, bookie, boo. I was, I, that was, <laughs> this is my favorite video that you ever put out. And I, I saved it. So on my worst day, I can go back and reeky and just laugh. <laughs> So <laughs> just laugh at it. You bring in, you bring so much joy to the world. I just I love you. I do. I really do. Thank you. You're welcome. You All right, let's talk you. about your podcast. Yes. Let's talk about where people can find it. Let's talk a little bit more about it because I want them to go from this episode to go right on over to you. So tell Come us. Come on. Um, help a human out is really just kind of what we've been talking about, right? Why did I leave media? I left media because it wasn't helping me out. It was hurting me. Mm. And I had promised myself that if I was ever going to use my voice again, it was going to be only for good, right? Like I, this is my superpower, communicating with people, mm. connecting with people. Um, my level of empathy is unmatched, period. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I have a level of empathy that is sometimes detrimental to my health, but I want to help people. That's what it is. So helping human out is... My, my most favorite work, right? It, it essentially is, I wrote a book called um, Empathy and Eyebrows, a Survivalist Stories on Reviving Your Spirit After Soul Crushing Shitstorms, right? That's my mm-hmm. book's title. Listen, we've been through some stuff, so right? So basically what I did was I, we, take, we take everything from the book and we think about what are the things that we want to help people with? And we want to help people with everything. We've had people um, talking about raising, you know, a a trans child. We've had people on talking about leaving their marriages. Um, You know, we're, we have people on talking about what happens when your abuser dies and you never got an apology Mm. and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry. So how do you move forward? And, and what it comes down to is we started the show to help, humans out. We wanted to, to questions that maybe people were embarrassed to talk about or ask or needed some input. And we figure out, we find somebody to answer the question, what, whether that's an expert or somebody who's lived through the experience, like through experience, they're the expert, right? right? What I didn't anticipate, Sean, was all the self-work and the growth it was going to push me to. Like it is, it is literally just pouring good into the into the universe you know we're we're, we got if you've lived through 2020 and you've not wanted to shift or change then you fail in that life everybody should be a different version of themselves after 2020 and help a human out is the podcast that really helps you kind of turn in look at yourself what am i doing to add better to the world because i'm telling you everyone should have shifted after 2020 everyone right i love it i love it yeah you know it's so interesting in the beginning of 2020, like the first thing that I had to shift was my business. And mm. just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I realized that I didn't shift internally because I was too busy on the flip side, yep. helping people. And so it's just so interesting how you say your empathy is unmatched. I'm a close second. I'm maybe, I'm passing you the baton because I'm right there. Come on, you saying, boat. you better and give it, it to me. Right. Here you go. That's but, you. you. Know, and it's so... It's so interesting because it's like, I want to help, I want to help, I want to help, I want to help. And then you're like, wait a minute, like, wh- how did you shift? Or did you give yourself 100% of 
of effort to really shift who you are. So I'm actually going through that right now. So I'm so happy yeah. that you were you talked about that. And I think the the other thing you said that's really interesting about your podcast that um, you know, that I went through is that I never got an apology from my abuser. So I think mm. that that's really interesting that you talked about that, but I've, I dealt with that in my own way. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Okay. Absolutely. My last question for you is what is your definition of trust and believe? Ooh, we, you know, it's, it's interesting to me because I was telling a lot of my friends that, one of my dreams was coming true that I get to sit down with Shanti's my boo thing. And we spent a lot of time together, Sean, you don't know it, but like we, you and me go way back. (laughs) So, um, I was telling the people in my life who know, like, you know, my, my love for you. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be on his podcast and it's called trust and believe. And everybody fell out laughing. And I'm like, what? They like, Danielle, that is a staple in your, I'm like, it's a staple in a majority of black people's language. Trust and believe is something that comes out of our mouth, right? Because we, when we know something, trust and believe, you're going to find out, right? For right. me. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. It is such a staple in, in my vocabulary. So I love that it's the, the title of your podcast. But for me, trust and believe has shifted so much in my life, right? I used to trust and believe in everything that, was outside. Like I trusted, you know, I started off trusting and believing in my parents. Right. And then I started off trusting and believing in mm. what society was telling me. And I started trusting and believing what I learned when I went to college or high school, all these different things. It's like, you're taught all these things and you're, you're basically taught to just believe them. Right. Mm. Trust and believe to me now completely has shifted to me. Trust and believe in me. Trust and believe in yourself. Because when you trust and believe in yourself, trust and believe nobody, nobody can take that kind of, they can't take that away from you. And the moment I started to really trust and believe in myself, I didn't even have to prove anything anymore. When I started to know like, and I know you probably went through some of this in the beginning when you would see comments on the gram or people wouldn't be as kind as they could be. You know, you internalize some of that thing and you're just like, why, why are people so awful or why are they so mean but I used to feel like I had to prove myself like I used to Mm. go in and go into the comments and be like well no like this is at this point no trust and believe you ain't gonna find me on the gram doing that you know why because I know who I am I know who my I know what my intentions are I know that I always lead with love and I know that I'm good I know that and I trust and believe in that and I always know that everything is going to be okay. And that's how I survive. That's how I thrive and live. And I navigate my life like that. So when it comes down to trust and believe for me, I trust myself. I believe in myself. And that allows me to show up as my most authentic self in every space. Sis, don't code switch no more. You gonna get this me in every single place because I'm not doing it anymore. I like me. And if you don't, that's fine. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but I bet you you'll take a sip. Hey, come All right. on now. Come on. All right. <laughs> so um, I usually do this myself, but because I just think you are wonderful. I Thank want you, Sean. Just, I want you to say and always trust and believe in who you are. Got you. All right. And always trust and believe in who you are. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.